0: Hello and welcome to Darling, You're Different, a collaborative podcast that strives to unpack and question the obstacles that may be stopping you from achieving your full potential. My name is Charlotte and I am here to ultimately help you live a healthier, happier and more successful life.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of oh, Darling, You're yeah. Different. Today, we are joined by a man that is transforming the mind and body of people all over Australia and beyond. <laughs> this guest is the co-owner and founder of The Body Brand and has nearly 10 years experience in business, specializing in movement and mindset. This guest works alongside people to not only rewire beliefs that may be holding them back, but also to help them elevate one's income and value. Not only is this man a proud dog dad of two beautiful border collies, he is a coach that truly wants to see people be the best person they truly can be. So having been personally inspired by this man, I would love to welcome coach zen
2: oh thank you so much that was amazing I did not
1: expect oh my god you're so welcome <laughs> thank you for being here today i really appreciate you taking a bit of time out of your busy schedule so thank you thank you for having me anytime so it's really just a nice chat that we're going to have today before i jump into the bulk of the conversation i love to do this little rapid round with all of my guests just yeah. so we can get to know you a bit more have a bit of fun with it is that okay absolutely yes okay so how old are you
2: I'm 26
1: fantastic and where are you from and where are you living now
2: I am originally my heritage is Italy we're from Sardinia and I've lived here my entire life though (laughs) and so I was born on the Gold Coast and I live in Miami Miami Gold Coast
1: You've got this like really nice tan about you. I'm like very envious right now.
2: <laughs> it could be the ring light. I'm not too sure, but yeah. well, let's Thanks say the let's say the beach, gold coast. Yeah. yeah.
1: I love that. And what does happiness mean to you?
2: I love this question. Um, for me, uh, happiness is what's happening in the moment. So I have this tattoo down my back and it says, go with the story that makes you happy. And it's a big part of my journey and it was the line that my mom like threw at me all the time and uh, go with the story that makes you happy is creating your reality for me so i
1: really like that that's so powerful no continue
2: happiness <laughs> for me the story that i've created is movement connection and just like wellness That's happiness for me.
1: That's so wholesome. I love it. And I love that question because it truly is different for everyone and perspective and mindset and it it all encompasses in it and you couldn't have said it more beautifully. And I love that your mum kind of taught you that as well. That's really nice. Now, this is a fun question, but what is your favourite food?
2: What is my favourite food? Oh, my gosh. Well, being Italian... I'm pretty much <laughs> half pasta, half red wine. That's kind of me. <laughs> That's, I would have to say my favorite food would have to be pasta. Um,
1: yeah, like any specific, like are we talking carbonara, bolognese?
2: Like- also a great question. <laughs> we had a team night last night and we homemade pasta for the first time. Yeah. And being Italian, I should have done this earlier, but I had not done it yet ever before yeah. in my life. Um, so we homemade Pasta, it was, a, it was just a vegetarian, like, tomato-based sauce. Yeah. And because everything was made from scratch, it was unlike anything I've tried before in my life.
1: It's different, isn't it? I'm um, half Maltese, so my mum raised us growing up on like, forcing us to make pasta from scratch, and it just, it's different. It's
2: different. It, it doesn't hit the spot, like, pasta you get from... From the shops yeah, at all. It
1: doesn't. It really doesn't. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. Now, this is a, also a fun question. I love this one. But what is something that you've learnt this week? Oh, what it is something? Anything it could be the most random thing in the world, or it could be like really cool. I don't
2: know. <laughs> I I like to go deep, which you'll probably you'll probably hear a lot from. Me. I, I I try my best to stay on the shallow surface sometimes, but like I like shallows to,
1: boring. Yeah.
2: <laughs> For me, I think I learned this week, I actually learned it last night, and it was that we have to be, me in particular, like I have to be real. I have to be authentic. I cannot sugarcoat things. And I think I learned it at the perfect time because I was diving into a season which didn't require me to sit on the surface. It required me to to go deep. So, and I think the world is screaming for it. Not for me, but it's screaming for more authenticity. It's screaming for not the shammy stuff, not the shiny object kind of. It's screaming for what's real. It's screaming for what's authentic. So just that's what I learned, the importance. I was reminded of the importance of that and how it's something that I need to integrate. So.
3: Yeah.
1: Thank you. I would, I'm really actually excited to dive a bit more into that for sure. But before we do, there is one final question. And what is something that has made you smile today?
2: What is something that's made me smile today? Client wins are my favorite thing ever. One of my clients came in and he struggles a little bit on the mental side of things. And our biggest goal has, to be, has been to reach towards lifting heavy enough to kind of integrate into a weightlifting competition and he overcame a roadblock today and he achieved a hundred kilo squat which for him is him getting out of the way out of his head and that result is something we've been working towards for a really long time so It was a huge celebration. Yeah, I
1: love that. Oh, my gosh. That gives me, like, bumps because I I fully can, like, I'm not a coach, but (laughs) just the, the wins that you see other people go through and you get to be a part of that journey with them. Like, I know as a client myself, like, just how good it feels. So I can only imagine what you're feeling right now. That's amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. So we kind of touched on it briefly already, but I would love to know what does movement look like to you, and what does it like? What does it feel like? What is it?
2: Amazing, yeah, sweet. If you've seen my Instagram bio, say movement specialist. For me, movement is tough. For me, movement is getting through the mental barriers. For me, movement is getting over any limiting beliefs that I'm currently facing any fears, anything like that. Like it's big stuff. So when I'm, when I'm in class, it's, there's always another level. So if you ever step into body, if you ever step into here, uh, we used to be a gym and now it's a transformation center. So people come with purpose. So movement can be your money goals. Movement can be your business trajectory over the next five years. Movement can be your relationship goals. Movement can be your friendship goals. Movement can be the relationship you have with your dog. Like whatever it is, Growing in that area that's what movement portrays and that's how I see movement like I get in the trenches and I get on the floor and I do a hard workout a workout that takes me to another dimension like a workout that (laughs) dismantles me as a human being that for me is what movement is it's not for everybody and I don't integrate that for everybody but for me it's what dismantles me so, and pulled into pieces so when i go and face things in the in the world it's like simple it's like yeah. stepping over a little, a little ledge because i've been through i've been through hell and back so mm. yeah
1: so it's like i guess becoming aware that you can put your body through situations in order to prepare for the everyday life like just because you're working out like yes it makes you feel good And like, maybe look good, but also like it mentally helps you overcome potentially day to day challenges that we come across as well.
2: Absolutely. I feel like, as scary as it might be, if people dive deep enough, they would see that their fear behind like going upside down isn't just the fear of going upside down. And like, when they actually achieve it, the shifts that happen in their life and in their business is crazy. What do you
1: mean by going upside down? Do you mean like a handstand?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just hang people from the roof. I don't know. No, like, no, we go into a handstand. We do a lot of handstands. We do a lot of like awkward things that people have never done before in here. And to show people what their body is capable of allows them to see they're actually capable of more, which is pretty cool. So, just for example, yeah, flipping someone upside down can be the difference between them having a strong relationship with themselves to letting go of, like, sorry not as strong as they would like, to letting go of that limiting belief and it, like, allows them to step into, like, a whole nother level. So would you,
1: I guess, then say that potentially we're the only thing that's actually holding us back, what we believe we're capable of?
2: I believe there's definitely environmental things that happen for someone, for some people. But for the most part, we are definitely the first step. Like ourselves, we are definitely the first barrier in front of us. (laughs) we have control Yeah, as long as we are are aware that we just need to take responsibility we're in control especially with those Um, things
3: yeah
1: oh it's so true isn't it and like you can blame all you want but at the end of the day if you don't want to like own up to your own shit and just do it you can't blame anyone because it is on you exactly yeah one thing that i did notice that you talk about is that you create a space for clients to stretch and grow and I feel like we've kind of touched on that a little bit but I guess how do you as a coach potentially understand your clients capabilities and know when to be able to stretch them and force them into that growth phase
2: well that is oh, I love that that's a great question I mean first step for us I guess on like a pure business level we have a form that's so in-depth that before you even step through the door, you've figured out if it's something you want or not. (laughs) Like you're going through the form and you're like, oh my gosh, these guys are like,
1: I'm out.
2: Yeah, one, I'm out. Or two, they really care about me. You kind of go either way, (laughs) care about my growth. So for us, uh, we found that in the past, a lot of people were instead of... So what they were doing was they were walking through the door and then they were kind of sitting in the space and figuring out if it was for them. And we would get a real breakdown in culture for us because we only have 100 meters squared on the floor down here. And we got a mezzanine up top right here above me. So it's a small place. So if you don't want to be here, it affects other people. Like everyone, everyone is, knows everybody. You know what I mean? Okay, like it's a, yeah. it's a family here, right? You can't get lost in this crowd. <laughs> So the shift that we made in order to realize those kinds of things, whether they were ready for it or if they're available for it, or if they, when they're ready to step up, was instead of them just walking through the door and figuring it out, that they, they can come and knock, and then we have a discussion at the entrance, like theoretically, and then we we say yes and they say yes, and if it's no from us or not right now, then we have referrals that we we refer them a book, or we refer them another personal trainer or another gym. I think for us, over the last six months, being really intentional about who we connect with, and it's not about turning people away. It's about building an ecosystem where no matter who you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you're at in life or in business, we have a place for you, whether it's here right now or whether it's with our friends down the road. We found that there's so much competition in the gym industry that people either start, they either get hurt they have a bad experience, kind of like church. Like you go to the wrong church at the wrong time, a really terrible experience, and then you hate old churches. Do you know what I mean? Like it can be that kind of experience when it comes to gym as well, where yeah. the trainer just wasn't willing to build an ecosystem enough to send that person to the right people mm. or the gym or, or they just wanted the paycheck or whatever it was. So for us, money is important, but transformation
3: is
1: more important so yeah yeah. I love that because you even talk to so many people and they have this association with the gym I guess that you only go to the gym if you're a bodybuilder or like you can like bench press 100 kilos and you're bulk as hell and you're wearing short shorts and like what are those tank tops that guys wear (laughs) but there's such like a stereotype around it but you're so right like at the end of the day it's to move your body, to feel good, but also like to know what you want and set the intention, which is I love that you touched on intention because what is intention to you?
2: Great points too. Like that is exactly the gym culture and it's hard for people and it's hard to watch too. Oh, yeah. Intention, what is intention for me? It's like an open-ended question that is making me think so much. I love it. So what is intention to me? intention I think comes back the two words is what I said before was being like real and authentic Mm -hmm. I think intention people can get it wrong when they they're trying to tell people what they want to hear I think people can get intention wrong when they're trying to uh, fit themselves into a box of society or what their parents thought they needed to do intention for me is real and authentic so like doing the work Asking the right questions and for a moment actually stripping back the layers and being real with what you actually want. Like for me, we ask people, we ask people two questions in some of our sessions with some of our clients. We go, What do you want? and they answer it. And then we're like, Well, what do you actually want? So it becomes another, they're like, What if you go through our transformation roadmap form, the form I was talking about before, it asks the same question four times because the first time, You told me what I wanted to hear or what you think the gym is looking for. Second time, you told me like a little version of the story. Third time, you got a little bit better. It was like you were getting there. And then fourth time, you're like, oh, my gosh, what do I actually want? Even if I don't ask, it's just asking the same question four times. And then we asked, do you want fries with that? So (laughs)
3: yes,
2: (laughs) that makes McDonald's an extra billion dollars a year off a dollar upsell, you know, like. Would you like anything else? <laughs> like, is there more?
3: So, yeah. for
2: me is being real and authentic, like peeling back the layers and actually finding what it is that you're looking for. The right questions, or being asked the right questions.
1: Yeah, because isn't there that saying? It's like the quality of your life goes back to the quality of your questions, or cool. something like that. I don't know. I thought it was a cool saying. <laughs> I know another thing you're super big on is literally the process of just getting started. And I would love to know from your perspective, again, what that kind of looks like, but also like some advice for people that maybe are at a point where they feel stuck and they feel like they've maybe tried to start or they just don't know how to. What would you say to those people?
2: So number one, the importance of starting is probably the thing I'm faced with most in my business and most with the clients that I work with. I do work with people that are more established But a lot at the moment, a lot of it for me is now turning around and being like, okay, so I've gotten up the first, like the base camp or or camp number one or two, you know, Everest. And I look back now and it's like, okay, so who can I help back to this point? So getting started is really prevalent in my business and really prevalent in my life. People, The importance of it, I would have to say people do not recognize the kind of transformation that comes from just getting started. People are so fearful of getting started that they look at the cost of that as opposed to looking at the cost of not getting started. So looking at the cost of what it would take to actually begin their journey or looking at the cost of getting five years down the track anyway and still not taking that first step. So I think that's the importance of getting started is you will see you don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to go and make hundred thousand dollars tomorrow. you don't have to go and spend and invest a hundred thousand dollars tomorrow to get started to start a business for you, you might have needed a mic, a computer, a few little things or you might have had a computer already it wasn't or maybe you invested into a course or learn how to do things, whatever it was. but for most people they don't need a lot to step outside of the door just to take that first step. and when you do, you realize it's actually not as hard it's not as hard as it was once described to you in your mind or by your parents or by that teacher or whatever it was. Um, So that's the point of getting started realizing that it's actually possible. Like you will realize that it's possible. Just taking that first step.
1: I love that so much. And it's so true because like, everything just starts from one decision, doesn't it? Like you can wake up one day and that's just getting started. Like you just literally starting your day from waking up and like some things are just unconscious behaviors that you do. But I guess the bulk of it is it goes down to one decision that you make. And I love that you kind of touched on just taking that one step because it goes back to the whole compound effect and the whole snowball effect, because it only starts as a little snowball, but if you just push it down the darn hill, the rest of the work's just going to be done for you. Like you've just got to do that initial push. And it's just, it, there's one thing I can get across people. It's literally, you're so right. Like it just takes one decision, one step. And I just, I'm so passionate about it. So
3: <laughs> I love it.
2: I think worked if, up. if you can go, they, they say there's a statistic I saw the other day that's, and look this up yourselves because I may have it wrong, but there's something like that whole 1% a day kind of thing. Mm. Uh, if you did that over a year, say you're working with like your business or your craft or whatever it was. So 1% a day, you're something like 37 times better than you were. There's some statistic or some equation that makes this work. You're something like 37 times better than you were when you started. If you took a step, one step closer every single day for a year, yeah. which is like crazy. That's the compound effect, right? Like I, oh, I love
3: it
1: it's true but i just had another little like metaphor i guess come into my head it's like you look at a baby and it starts to walk and you know what it falls down it it just keeps falling cuz like they don't know what the hell they're doing but they just keep going because they just feel like they have to i don't know what's going in a baby's mind when they're learning to walk but literally after a year of doing it they're just walking yeah. and then before you know it it's what we rely on is our legs you know so it's like yeah, you just need to do it, and yeah, you're so right. But anyway, I could talk about that all day. I love that. <laughs> um, so speaking, I guess, of little steps and daily things, is there something that is a daily must or in a daily habit that you do?
2: Absolutely. Uh, for me, it comes down to down to movement. Like I have to move every single day, and you may find something that works. Yeah. So the person that's listening to this right now, like you may find something that works for you specifically. However, for me, it's movement and it's not just a walk. For me, it has to be intentional. For me, it has to be challenging. I have to break a sweat. I have to push my body. That's my one thing per day, but my like every day, my advice would be just to find that thing though. ask that question for yourself and find what that one thing is for you what lights you up? what makes you happy what makes you feel empowered it could be walking on the beach it could be getting some vitamin d could be getting some sun enjoying the lifestyle that you've created for
3: yourself
1: had another thought come to mind and because i feel like i can relate to that so much and i'm a person that yeah i love going to gym go to run go for a pilates class like i just need to do something every day because i feel good in myself But i've personally for me I've had so many people be like you shouldn't work out every day that's really bad you need to rest have you had that and how have you dealt with it
3: right
2: (laughs) there are so many myths in the fitness industry it's it's pretty wild so my response to that is you can absolutely exercise every single day of your life rest days if that's integrated into your program then awesome that's so great. I think it more depends on what you do outside of your workout. You're struggling to work out every single day or someone's told you that you cannot work out every single day, then maybe just check the recovery side of things as well. Uh, So check if there's, there's ice baths, saunas, there's places you can go to. A walk is a recovery. So like for me, if you want to train every single day, great. If it matches your lifestyle, awesome then go and do it. Don't listen to anybody else. Just make sure that outside of your training, there's adequate recovery for mindset and for physical. The other thing I would double check first, if I was faced with this issue, someone wanting to do that, I would want to ask the question of why. Why are we training every single day? If it's to improve, if it's to level up your body, if it's to level up your mind, yeah. then great. If there's a theme of like abuse in throughout your life, then just understanding that or being aware of it may alter your schedule a little bit. Maybe there does need to be a rest yes. day or two, but I've definitely had people telling me to slow down. And uh, <laughs> for me, it's definitely not abuse <laughs> for me. <laughs> it is definitely like, it's what lights me up
3: mm. every single
2: It's what makes me feel strong. It's what makes me feel powerful. It's what, feeds it's that dopamine serotonin like I absolutely love it absolutely love it yeah
1: isn't it interesting though like you're so right when it goes back to like myths and things like that but how many people have an opinion on what's right or wrong for you and it's like well is it a projection or an insecurity from their part that maybe they're looking at you being like oh my god he's an absolute weapon you can't work out every day like because I can't work out every day. I can't even do one workout and you're doing 50. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
1: So it's just, it's funny when it goes back to like even recognizing, I guess, what people tell you. But you're right. Like you just kind of stuck to your guns and you do what feels good for you. And that's what's most important at the end of the day.
2: I think it's an individual assessment. I think to me, people measured with the same ruler as everybody else. And, for fitness it's exactly that fitness and health is usually people's first step in personal development personal development some may not realize it but it is your first leap of faith into what that journey kind of looks like and that journey has to be individual it has to be it cannot be a mass measured thing what works for me may not work for you and it's and people that personalized kind of approach i think many businesses or PTs may need to reassess to their programming, their approach to the acquisition of their clientele. Like I, just asking that question is, I encourage it to business owners because they're going to get so much better results. People are going to be so much more fulfilled. They're going to love their training as opposed to having to do it. It's going to be, they get to do it. They get to turn, they go to the gym. They get to train. I get not everybody loves it. People do it just for the lifestyle as well, but realizing that it is a completely personal journey. Mm. It needs to be personalized.
1: I like that. I guess two kind of big topics that I would like to discuss before we kind of wrap this up. Yeah. But the first one is that just from looking at you and kind of getting to know you a little bit more, we can, I guess, learn that you're very like self-assured in yourself and you have touched on personal development and that we know oh. you've got a couple of gorgeous dogs and good relationships with people around you. So I guess... How do you find balance between all of that? Like how do you find time to love yourself, to love your partner, love your dogs, love your crew, you know, like, but also like the ups and the downs as well with it?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Great. I think
2: this is a uh, constantly evolving experience. <laughs> I think expecting it to be balanced mm. will be the first fault. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> And that'll probably rattle some cages because it's like, I think expecting things to be a flat line. I know there's balance, like up and down. I get that part. But is the up and down always going to be the same up and down all the time? Like I think understanding that being able to adapt to situations is really important week in and week out. So I have, yes, I have my non-negotiable, which must be met but they may be met in different ways. They may be met different times, but they will be met every single week. So I think my biggest piece for that is letting go of the expectation that everything has to be perfect, that everything is going to go exactly to plan and then having your non negotiables, but then also just having grace for yourself, hustle, work your butt off, but Actually, I'm going to add to this real quick. Do you mind? No,
1: go, go for it.
2: Switch gears for me. Like it's all of what I just said. And then the turning point for me to find, to be better at the adaptation side of my business and my life, to find ways to love Beth, my dogs, my team, my life, myself. I realized, I had to realize that hustle was not a lifestyle, it was a switch.
3: The hustle was a
2: lifestyle. Sorry, hustle wasn't a lifestyle. It was a skill. Yeah. So I can work on hustle. I can switch it on and off when I need it. I think yeah. there's an epidemic of hustle where so many people are creating a lifestyle around hustle or their yeah. lifestyle is hustle. Where if it's a skill, if it's something that you can actually master, that's the switch of mindset for me that really changed the game.
3: Mm. And
2: then I was able to focus on building the lifestyle that I wanted as opposed to hustle being my life. Yeah. And I learned that over the last eight years (laughs) and I learned it the hard way. Like it was, it was rough. I hit adrenal fatigue. I hit all sorts of things and um, my body just decided not to work anymore. And I decided probably about six months ago as well. That was the switch. It was a hustle. Is not the lifestyle. Hustle is a skill.
1: It's true because you can look at people that are like running all these businesses and like having this life and you're like, oh my God, they're just so busy. They just go, go, go all the time. But what you're kind of saying is it's a choice to be in that. And if you can master it, I guess you can be more productive, I guess, with your time. Is that what you're trying to say?
2: I think if you master hustle as a skill, I think doing, you have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Yeah. Be more intentional. Hustle is that switch. Turn it on when you need to. Be intentional mm. with the time and then you get to enjoy the other moments. So, yes, absolutely. Get to be more productive, more intentional, mm. get more time, more space for love. For Beth, my dogs, my crew, I get to actually build with my team as opposed to just like firing alongside them all of the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can turn that hustle off and then I can work on loving them and I can work on helping them along the journey as well.
1: Mm, It's really beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And I guess kind of going hand in hand with that, um, how important is setting boundaries for you?
2: Really important. (laughs) Really important to set boundaries. And this one probably hits home for me because it's not something that I have actually mastered yet. Yeah. At all. I think it's my next step and being in it, I can tell you that, I can tell anyone that's listening that it is so important to master this side of their lives. However, not being mindful not to cut yourself off to what progress and growth has for you. I think I've worked with lots of people that have set boundaries for themselves and those boundaries almost become cages sometimes. Yeah. So it's like they might be protecting their time, their energy, and I get it but it's also being mindful and willing to adapt and change and stretch sometimes. And that your boundaries may change. I was told, for example, somebody somewhere told me that for a certain product that I had or service in my business, I could only acquire two per month. I cannot remember where it came from. And over the last six weeks, that's been my stretch. This does take a lot of time and energy. But who put me in that box? Was it me? Was it somebody else? I've been trying to rack my brains to find it. And maybe for someone listening right now, maybe that's a box you've placed yourself in as well, where somebody's told you that you can only have that much. So being mindful, the boundaries are yes, very important. But also asking the question, what do you actually want? Can I do more? Like there is, I, I definitely feel that that is a question that should be asked. Your boundaries should adapt.
1: That's yeah. so powerful. I love that. And I feel like I'm going to go around the rest of the day. It's like, can I have fries with that? I don't know. <laughs>
3: <Yes>. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that.
1: <laughs> now, I am very mindful of your time because I understand you are a very busy man. So before we jump into the very final question, I would love to ask where can my listeners find you?
2: Amazing. Best way to find me is on Instagram. So just coach Zen. <laughs> If you type that in, I don't think there's many other coaches then. So if you just type in coach, then there's an underscore somewhere in there too. You can follow me. Uh, BodyHQ is our gym if you want to jump over and see the culture there. Uh, otherwise, bodyheadquarters.com. That's another yeah, place welcome. as well. You can get in contact.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much. Now, I'd love to end on this final question. It's a bit of a thinker, but Ooh, just go with the flow. Whatever comes first to your mind, I'd love to hear it. What is one piece of advice that has changed your life?
2: I don't know if it was a phrase. It was probably a set of experiences. And coming back to like one of your first questions, the thing or the piece of advice was probably the permission to start. That was the thing that changed everything. This was never my life. This was never my intention at first. I was given permission to stretch as far as I wanted. And it changed the game for me. The thing that shifted everything was that permission. And if I was to hand off that to anybody else, anyone listening right now, I would just say that you have permission to stretch as far as you humanly want to. Or inhumanly, whatever. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like
2: just go for it stretch expand ask those big questions that is what changed the game for me because as a 17 year old when i started i never would have realized that this was possible
0: thank you so much for listening to this episode of darling you're different if you enjoyed this episode please leave me a five-star rating and a written review Also reach out to me on Instagram at charlotte underscore McKinnon and I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. But also if there are any guests that you think that I should have on this show or any topics that you would like me to discuss, let me know. I want you to go out today and do something to make someone else smile. I am so grateful to each and every one of you. But most importantly, I want you to remember that darling, you are different and that is such a good thing.